to this week's episode of Husky Talk. We are your hosts, Aubrey and Allie, and we are interviewing this year's Iditarod Rookie of the Year, Ed Hopkins. He will talk to us about his experiences on the trail. Hi, Ed. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for taking your time out of the out of your day to talk with us. Oh, no problem. It's always a good 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 time of day to talk to people. <laughs> Before we start our interview with you, we are going to test your Iditarod knowledge. We have five Iditarod trivia questions for you. Are you ready? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> okay, who, go ahead. Who won the first Iditarod? Uh, Dick Wilmart. Yep. Who has won the most Iditarods? I think it's uh, Rick. Yep. Who founded the Iditarod? Um, Joe Reddington Sr. and Dan Seavey and uh, who else? I think that's the main players, I think. Yeah. How many dogs could a musher start with this year? Uh, Fourteen. Good job. What is the name of the award given to the musher that finishes last? Uh, The Red Lantern. Good job. So we know you work with your wife to train and run dogs. For our listeners, what is the name of your kennel? Uh, the name of our kennel is Tagus uh, Lake Kennel. Cool. And we, we call it Tagus Lake Kennel because we live right by Tagus Lake. Oh, that's really nice. Do you have anyone or anything that inspires you? Uh, anything. Anyone? Well, I guess my uh, my wife inspires me to get up to do things. Um, my dogs always inspire me. They always uh, give me a reason to get up because they're such nice. You know, they have such nice spirits about them. You know, they're always happy to see you. They're always willing to please, and yeah, it's just they inspire me a lot. That's sweet that your wife inspires you. Yeah, thanks. Well, yeah, she she's uh, she's a pretty uh, pretty de- determined person, you know, and she uh, yeah, I, I get I learned a lot from her. Talk to us about how you prepare for such long races. Um, well, preparing for a long distance race like the Iditarod or the Quest starts way back in like August, where you, uh, training your dogs. Um, increasing their mileages. Um, then you're kind of looking at what kind of equipment you might need or replace, whether it's harnesses or booties or your parka, your own sleds. And, you know, pretty much you're building up your mileages from August until November. And then we start trucking our dogs about an hour and a half down the road from where we live to where we can do longer miles like we do camping trips up to 200 miles once a week until um, within the first week of January. Nice. Would you say any of the other races have, have helped you prepare for the Iditarod? Yeah, it's always good for me to do like at least one or two, like a 200 or a couple of 300 mile races because it it helps you get into the rhythm of a of a routine and also it helps with you to help speed up your thinking when you're in a racing situation you know the, the decisions you have to make and 
the right decisions to make, you know, and how to run your dogs, how to pet your dogs, um, you know, how to after your dogs as well, whether you're looking at feet or you're looking after a wrist or anything else like that. Yeah. Since you do 1,000-mile races, why did you wait so long to do the Iditarod? Um, I don't know. Probably because the Yukon Quest has always been in, you know, pretty much my backyard that I've always been kind of focused on the Quest, but I've always wanted to do the Iditarod. I just kind of felt like this year was probably the best time for me to do it. Cool. So, we know that you have done the Yukon Quest several times. Could you tell tell us the biggest difference between the two race, races? Ah, uh, the two biggest differences. <laughs> They're both a thousand miles long, and that's probably about the only similarities that there are. Uh, the Quest is a month earlier, so it's, uh, it's going to be there's longer distances between checkpoints. It's usually run in a colder part of the year, in mid-February, and also the darkness. Um, the Iditarod is the opposite. This year it was warmer, it was brighter, and it was a lot wetter. You know, there, we ran into a couple of rainstorms along the way and, you know, some deep puddles. But it's also a lot more challenging as there are a lot more teams around you racing all the time. So you really have to stay focused and... You have to stay true to yourself and your dogs to what is right for them, what is right for you, and you're getting on the right schedule, and you don't want to react to somebody else, just what somebody else is doing. Talk to us about the trail conditions and weather this year. Uh, the trail conditions were went from varied from being really nice to like being really soft and slow. Um, there were sections along the Yukon River where it was uh, really nice up until Eagle Island, and after that, it just went all soft. It took me like five hours to go 22 miles. I was like dodging, you know, like long sections of overflow and, you know, soft trail and stuff like that. So you had to, you had to rest a little longer. And so I was kind of glad the rest was earlier on in the race because my dogs were strong enough towards the end that they could overcome a lot of those other challenges. What did, what did you think of the section with the tussocks? <laughs> oh, that was a real bouncy, rough ride. Um, I was kind of fortunate enough where I rested about four hours just right before that tussock section. My dogs went through there with a pretty good, with lots of power, and uh, it was bouncy and it was rough, but we got through there pretty good. Um, I probably didn't have to stop at Iditarod, but I needed to take a break. It's just basically for me and the dogs, because it was, it seemed like it was never ending. It was like going through a field of basketballs. Yeah. Do you listen to anything while you're out on a trail? Uh, do I listen to anything? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't carry a Walkman. I, I, I don't do that. I kind of make up my own songs as I go along the way. That's cool. We know that you won Rookie of the Year in an unusual way. What was your reaction to this news? Uh, 
Well, yeah, that, that was kind of sad that uh, I got rookie of the year. I, I didn't, it's not like I really earned it. I felt like I never really earned it. Um, but the person who did win it probably deserved it more than I did, you know, because he had to work a lot harder for it. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling very overly enthusiastic about it, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. We saw at the banquet you gave the award back to Richie Beattie. That's pretty cool. Can you tell our listeners why you gave the award back to Richie? Uh, well, just for, like I said earlier, I thought he, uh, he worked hard for it. Like, I kind of believe that for hard work and perseverance, you, you, you'll eventually be rewarded. So, you know, he worked hard, he persevered, and, you know, he earned and he deserved uh, 21st place, you know. So I, I felt like it was just the right thing for me to do is to acknowledge that and give him the money. That's pretty cool of you. That was just the right thing to do. Could you talk to us about what Richie's reaction was when he when you gave him the award? Oh, I think he was pretty happy. He wasn't expecting it all. I don't think anybody would expect me to do that at all. But yeah, he was he was happy. He was yeah. Do you do you think that you'll be back next year? Um, well, my wife's going to be race next year, but uh, I'm going to be volunteering at some of the checkpoints next year. So I'll, I'll be on the trail, but not in the racing capacity, but, you know, just helping out the checkpoints and some of the races and stuff. That's good. Sometimes you got to give back, you know? Yeah. The next part of our show is what we call lightning round. We have five questions you need to answer as quick as you can. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. Favorite checkpoint. Uh, Yukon <clears throat> Quest or the Iditarod? Uh, oh. Favorite musher? Uh, Michelle Phillips. Favorite dog? Uh, dragon. Favorite song? Um... Uh, Burning Man by Dirk Bentley. This this is the final question we are asking all of our guests. If you could go on a sled dog trip with anybody living or dead, who would you choose and why? Living or dead? Um, let's see. Well, that's a tough one. There's so many people I'd want to take along with me. Uh, I take my dad along, probably because uh, he really likes sled dogs. Oh, he was a little bit too old to uh, to race himself, but uh, yeah, I take him along. I take my dad along. That's really cool. Thank you, Ed, for taking for talking with us today, and we hope to see you in the Idea around next year. Maybe we can interview your wife for our podcast still this year. Oh yeah, no, thank you very much. It's a lot of fun. Special thanks to our guest, Ed Hopkins, for being on our show this week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and tune in next week. 
We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jam for our theme song, the Adirod Trail song. Now enjoy a clip from Ed's favorite song, Burning Man by Bert Still a little bit rolling stone. I'm a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and bone. Little foul, little don't know where I am. I'm a little bit holy water, but still a little bit burning Burning man, still just a burning burn, 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 burn,